0: This week, I have spoken several times about the famous short passage in our Parsha, the Parsha's Noso, the passage of Birchas Kohanim, the Priestly Blessing. And the passage starts by Yedaber Hashem al-Moshe Lemar. Hashem says to Moshe to say the following words, Daber el-Aaron val of Lemar, speak to Aaron and his sons, and tell them the following, this is how you should bless the children of Israel, and you should say to them, and then the famous blessing, and the priestly blessing, God should uh, guard you and protect you, and the rest of the blessing that we're familiar with. I mentioned last night, in the class last night, that this is a mitzvah, an obligation for a kohen to bless the Jewish people when the Beis HaMikdash was standing, to do it every day during the offering of the karbanos or the sacrifices. I discussed that last night and this morning. And even today, it's a mitzvah for a kohen to give a blessing and we do that in shul in Israel every day during the reader's repetition of the Amidah outside of Israel, for example, here on Yom Tov, and that's a mitzvah. And we have this mitzvah for a Kohen to bless the people with this blessing, Yevorechecha Hashem, etc. There is a problem with this passage. And the problem is we already have another earlier passage with a mitzvah for Aharon, the Kohen Gadol, the first Kohen Gadol, to bless the people. And that mitzvah occurs earlier in the Book of Vayikra, the Parish of Shmini, and it's in a passage that discusses the details of offering sacrifices. And within the passage of commanding Aharon and his sons to offer sacrifices, the Torah says as follows and Aharon raised his hands in front of the people and he blessed them. But what did he bless them with? What were the words of the blessing? So in Vayikra, Leviticus, the third book of the Torah, the Torah does not mention what the text of the blessing was. It just says he blessed them. So, what, what did he say? What, what words were there? So, the Ramban, Nachmanides says that in Vayikra, that was a one-time thing. That was a one-time mitzvah. It was a one-off. Aharon blessed the people one time. What was the text of the words that he blessed them? I don't know. Whatever he, whatever he was moved to say at that moment. But that was not an enduring mitzvah. It's only an ar parsha where the Torah says that a Kohen should do this every day, every generation, forever. And now the Torah gives us the text. Okay, so that makes sense. Aaron does it once as a one-off. Some text that we don't know what it is. But when Hashem commands that it should be continual, daily and continual, then Hashem tells us the text. Okay, fine. Rashi says something very different. Rashi says no. Rashi says the passage in Vayikra where it says that Aharon blessed the people, he blessed the people with the text in our Parsha in the Book of Bamidbar. In other words, what is being recalled, recorded in Vayikra (inaudible) by Yisah Aaron as Yado El Ha'am by Varchem, Aaron lifted his hands in front of the people and he blessed them. That was the first instance of what became a daily obligation of the same text: Yivarecha Hashem, Yishmerecha, Hashem, Yisa Hashem, etc. Now there is a slight support for that. Slight, not really a proof. A slight support because the words in Vayikra, the Torah says, Vayisa Aaron es Yado, Aaron raised his hands, that seems to be the source for another name that we use for this mitzvah. We have several names that we use for this mitzvah. We call it "Birchas Kohanim, the Priestly Blessing. We also call it, by the way, duchening, that comes from a word which means platform because the Talmud tells us when the kohanim would say this blessing, they would stand on a platform. Okay, And we also call it nesiyas kapayim, which literally means the raising of the hands. Why do we call it the raising of the hands? Well, yes, of course, because the kohanim raise their hands in a certain way when they give this bracha. That phrase comes not from our Parsha, there's nothing in our Parsha about raising hands, that comes from Vayikra, Vayisa Arenas Yaddo. So that seems to support that what Aharon was doing there is the same thing that Kohanim are doing every time they say Birchas Kohanim. Okay, maybe that's a proof, maybe it's not. But that begs the following question, according to Rashi, why mention the mitzvah for a Kohen to bless in Vayikra but only give us the text of what they're supposed to say in Bamidbar. It's two separate books in the Torah. Why not put it together? Why not have the obligation and at the same time that you have the obligation you say and this is what you're supposed to say to fulfill this mitzvah? Even further, it makes sense to put it in Vayikra. The book of Vayikra, Leviticus, the third book of the Torah, is mostly, exceptions, but mostly about sacrifices, about the laws that apply to a Kohen. So this is a mitzvah that applies to a Kohen. So it makes sense. Put the mitzvah and put the text in Vayikra. What in the world is the text doing in Bamidbar, first of all, separated from the obligation, but second of all, It doesn't seem to belong here. When you study the Parsha tomorrow, you will notice that the section before this short passage and the section after this short passage has nothing to do with it. It's completely unrelated thematically to the Parsha. It's as if somebody took these several verses and just like clopped it down in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't seem to belong. So let me suggest a reason to you. Now, the answer I want to share with you was inspired by Rabbi Label Hyman. What I want to share is not exactly what he says, but I thought of what I wanted to say as I was reading what he wanted to say. So I want to give credit Not that I'm going to say the same thing, so if you disagree with me, I don't want you to hold it against Rabbi Hyman, but to give credit that I was inspired when I was reading something that he wrote. And that is as follows. There's a very big difference between the mood of the Book of Vayikra, the third Book of the Torah, and the mood of the Book of Bamidbar, the fourth book of the Torah. Our Parsha Naso is the second Parsha of the book of Amidbar. So we're early in the fourth book of the Torah. And if you look at the book as a whole, there's a very big difference in the mood. Vayikra, in general, there are some exceptions, but Vayikra, in general, is about the people of Israel united. It's about sacrifices where you have one person offering on behalf of everyone. It unites everyone. In general, the mitzvahs that we have are mitzvahs that unite the people. We don't have anything about complaining, about divisiveness. Again, a couple of exceptions, but the, the theme, the mood of the Book of Ayikra is a people that is relatively harmonious and united. In the book of Amidbar, there is an obvious and dramatic decline in civility and in harmony. If it was a movie, you would notice when they get to the book of Amidbar, the sky gets dark and you hear this scary music and you understand something bad is about to happen because in the book of Amidbar, there are a number of things very negative that happen. Now, there are many, many examples of this. I want to speak a little, just briefly, there are many expressions of the difference in the mood. But just to point out, just very, very briefly, if you look at our Parsha of Nusso, the passages that come before this priestly blessing, the birkas Kohanim. There's a mitzvah of Sotah, a very difficult mitzvah about a marriage that's fallen apart, divisiveness and arguing and jealousy and suspicion. There's a mitzvah of Nazir that also has some negative connotations. And next week, the is Baloska. wow, everything falls apart everything falls apart. We start to see Nebuch, Moshe's leadership declining, the people rebelling. We have the story of the Meraglim, the spies. We have the rebellion of Korach. The rest of Amibar, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's bad news. This bracha, this blessing, ends with the famous words, V'yaseim l'cha shalom. And God will grant you peace and harmony and completeness. This bracha, the text of this bracha, it needs to be here. We need it here. It is more necessary when problems and challenges are arising to remember the need to work on shalom on peace. So the mitzvah is in Vayikra, where it belongs. That's where we expect it to be. But God commanded that the text should be delayed and written down later, not where it belongs connected to the mitzvah, but where it belongs where we need it, where we need to remember to ask God to bless us for peace. It's needed in Bamidbar, And this is a very practical lesson for every single one of us. I often talk about how we should respond to a challenge, to a crisis. I realize that I repeat myself. I I do it on purpose because this is a really important subject in a crisis, in a challenge. Don't get angry. Don't lose your temper. Don't panic. Stay calm. Trust in God. Those lessons are crucial life lessons and I know that I repeat them to you frequently. I want to confess something to you. I want to be honest with you. I try to live up to what I say and teach, but I do not always succeed. And the truth is, it is much easier for me to say it to you than for me to do it myself. That's, that's just the truth. But I want to share something that works for me and maybe it'll work for you not a hundred percent but I find that this strategy very often works for me and the strategy goes like this this is what I do if I am walking into a crisis if I am walking into God forbid a hospital room where things are not going well if I am walking into a meeting that I know is going to be contentious. I try to say to myself, in order for me to be helpful in the situation that I'm walking into, I need to be calm. I need to not get angry. I need to trust that God has a plan, even if I don't see it. And I, I say that to myself. And often, that helps. That's why the bracha is here. The bracha is here to remind us that if you are entering a situation of contention, of divisiveness, just before you enter it, focus on peace. Let that idea guide you through what you are about to go through. And as we read the parsha tomorrow, think about how what is happening in Bamidbar, and you can think ahead to what is about to happen in Bamidbar, and appreciate why God put these words here even though they don't belong here. But God put the words here because this is where we need to think about it, just as we are about to get to these sections that are so divisive and so contentious and so difficult. Let me finish by sharing with you just one very practical example. I've shared this story before. It's an amazing story about an amazing person. It's about Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Orbach, Rabbi Orbach passed away a number of years ago, was one of the preeminent authorities in Jewish law in the world for decades. His rulings still stand as among the most authoritative of the modern era. And along with his genius, I would say not along with his genius, but I would say connected with his genius, is his character and the stories about him are just incredible and inspiring stories. So, here's the story I want to share with you about Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Arbach. Rabbi Shlomo Zahmet Arbach one day was coming home at the end of a long day. It was nighttime. There was a student with him that was accompanying him to his apartment, and he came home to his door. And as he got to the door of his home, he stopped. He stopped. And he brushed off his jacket. He fixed his hair. He made sure that his tie was straight before he knocked on the door to go in. So he's going into his own house. It's late at night. So the the student said to him, uh, Rebbe, is there something? Is there like a party going on inside that you're like getting ready? It's like you're you're going to be on stage. You want you know you want to look nice. You wanna you're getting ready. There's a there's a word for that. It's called preening. Person is preening. You know you check your hair. You fix your collars. Your, your your cuffs. That's called preening. That's what he was doing. Rabbi Orbach said to his student, My wife is inside. And when I go inside my home, that's the opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah of Shalom bias. And I want to be ready. I want to be prepared. I want to be in the right frame of mind to greet my wife in the right way, to set the tone for what happens at home, to make sure that there's Shalom bias. Very practical example whether it's that example or other situations if you're going into a situation with the potential for a problem take a moment think to yourself what qualities are needed in order to be effective in the situation into which you're walking I have found that it helps me perhaps it will help you my friends have a great Shabbos And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.